here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? My name is Nancy. I am a behind-the-scenes badger. It's nice to officially meet you. This week, Michael and I wanted to re-release what we believe is one of our most supreme and fun episodes on Amazon PPC, the seven personalities of bid optimization. This episode was originally released in August 2019, back when we were still in an office together, and it's more important than ever in 2021 going into 2022. With rising CPCs, you need to be comfortable setting the right bid to get your ACOS under control. Understanding how you currently optimize bids is paramount to getting on the right track to optimize your bids more effectively. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, be sure to give us a thumbs up, five stars, and tell all your Amazon PPC friends. Thank you, and we'll see you in the bag again. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? I am super excited for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am joined by Stephen, my co-host. How's it going, Stephen? Hey, how's it going, everybody? I am uh, remote uh, for this week. I'm actually in California, back where it's uh, a little bit cooler than I guess what I've what I've heard Amazon or what, what Amazon. <laughs> You've got what Amazon Austin's on the brain. I've already my, I've been thinking about Amazon all day. So what Austin's been getting. Do you ever, this is a true, this is a real thing. Uh, this is not like made for the show. Do you ever, like when you close your eyes to go to sleep, do you ever see spreadsheets or the Amazon ads interface? Of course. Yeah, I, I, have, I have lucid dreaming about <laughs> no, spreadsheets. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I really do. It's like sometimes you look at it so long and it gets singed into your uh, like image processing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> image processing. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about bids today. Um, and just first, let's take care of a couple housekeeping things. We wanted to read a review from our Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. This person's name is Axe Pence which is such a great name. Mm. <laughs> um, this one we picked to read because it's uh, particularly unique. The subject line is, Yeehaw, thanks Austin boys, five stars. And uh, the body of this review simply says, Badger Nation Unite. And, in all caps. Uh, in all caps with an exclamation. Um, thank you so much, Axe Pence, for having strong Badger energy out there today. And we always aim to give you value 
by the end of every show so that every single episode you can level up your Amazon advertising in some actionable way. And today I'm really excited to talk about bids, take a deep dive on bids. So we're going to sort of talk about seven ways to optimize your bids, four ways that you should not be optimizing your bids, and three ways uh, that you should be optimizing your bids. And we're actually going to tack on a formula that you should be using when optimizing your bids. So sort of quick, simple things you can just do on your computer. If you have a phone calculator, or you, you should know your hotkey for your calculator on your um, computer. We're gonna be going over those formulae, which is the plural of formula. Did you mm -hmm. know that, Stephen? Um, you know, I, I, I did know that, but I, I think that's a, an archaic way of saying it. I don't think anybody <laughs> actually calls it formulae. Um, but we're also going to be calling it for this episode, uh, seven personas of the Amazon bidder. Uh, we kind of realized that there's some personalities behind these, uh, these bad models of, you know, uh, bid, you know, calculation and there's good models as well. And we thought kind of creating these seven different personas and even giving names to these different types of personalities might just be a helpful way for you guys to, uh, first of all, just remember it, but also maybe identify or, or uh, you know, just possibly just relate to uh, some of these characters that we created for this episode. Yes, I'm really excited to share some of these personas, some of these bid archetypes that may be out there. Um, Stephen, before we get into those uh, seven personalities, why bids? You know, why are, bids are sometimes called the cornerstone of any paid traffic platform. You know, how much you're paying, whether it be on Facebook or Google or Amazon or anywhere, is pretty big. You know, it's a huge deal. Why is it important on Amazon? Right. Well, I mean, bids are basically what the competition revolves around because uh, Amazon advertising is an auction, right? Um, so your bidding strategies, whether you're trying to be comp competitive, conservative, all of that plays into effect when it comes to determining, um, first of all, your actual ad rank um, just on the Amazon search page itself, you know, whether you're at the top of the page, at the bottom, um, on the next page, but it also goes into ad placement as well. And if you ever look at the placement settings on any of your campaigns, you'll notice that there's usually different um, CPCs for each of those placements. So um, playing into effect with your bids, you know, if you start bidding more, you might actually see your conversion rates increase because you start getting better placements at a more expensive cost per click, um, but they convert so much better there so that, you know, you're, you might actually see your ACoS go down even though you're bidding more. Mm -hmm. That's a really nuanced view in terms of bid optimization, uh, where the position that you're in, the placement that you're in, and the uh, order of where you are in that particular placement can have an impact uh, on conversion rate, uh, click-through rate, uh, total amount of clicks, total amount of sales, and ultimately your ACoS. Um, mm -hmm. So really, bids are one of the best levers to pull on to control things like traffic volume and particularly ACoS. You know, if you mm -hmm. if you just think about how ACoS is calculated, ad cost over sales. Uh, if you were able to get the same amount of clicks for a cheaper ad, like cost per click, you greatly impact what your ACoS ultimately is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's pretty intricately uh, interrelated, uh, the relationship between, you know, your bids or your CPCs and your ACoS, um, because, you know, just like you described, it, it's directly impacting how much you're, you're spending on every sale, on every click. Um, but then it also just kind of, uh, it, it 
plays into effect, you know, different bidding strategies, different ACOS strategies for whether you're bidding on your own brand, a competitor's brand, high traffic keywords, low traffic keywords. So there's just a lot to consider when it comes to uh, bidding strategies. Exactly. So without further ado, let us jump to the main segment, the seven personalities of bid optimization on Amazon. Alrighty, let's start with things not to do. Let's start with the four bad models of bid optimization. Uh, for this first one, we have neglectful Natalie. Stephen, tell us a little bit about how neglectful Natalie manages her PPC campaigns. Yeah, neglectful Natalie, you know, bless her heart. Um, she's probably, you know, maybe not even neg neglectful. Maybe we could just call her naive Natalie. She just doesn't really understand the importance of, um, you know, messing around with your bids and adjusting keyword, adjusting your bid for each keyword. So she never does anything with her bids. And when you open up her account and you take a look at her, one of her ad groups that has 50 keywords in it, you see all of the bids are just $1. Right. And uh, it's definitely not optimized. We, I mean, we have that in the intro of our show. In the all intro, the bids yep. are the same, same bid. Uh, and by the way, I keep talking to people. What do you think about the intro? Everyone says, hey, at first, we knew that it was too long, like 90 seconds for a podcast intro is kind of unheard of. But um, I think when people hear the drums in the beginning, in the first few seconds, I think, you know, it gets people pumped up to optimize some ad campaigns. Right. I think it sparks a, a minor adrenaline rush. <laughs> it does for me. So neglectful, Nat <laughs> so neglectful Natalie never does anything, sets the initial bid, never comes back to it. Uh, and then the easy way to identify this is you actually open up the campaign and you're looking at the product target bids or the uh, auto target bids or the keyword bids. And then every single one of them is exactly the same. It's probably the, the default bid that was originally given to these things. And this is actually more common than you would think. In, in fact, sometimes you might see components uh, or certain ad groups or certain campaigns in a rather well-optimized account might be inspired by Neglectful Natalie where, oh, I forgot to optimize that one campaign because I was too busy doing other things. So. Mm -hmm the neglectful bids, it can happen. Um, so definitely be aware. Um, you know, sometimes I recommend a, some kind of uh, repeating task uh, on a project management board. We use Asana where you just be sure that you go through your entire account and that we are not being neglectful Natalie's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that if you're ever looking into a neglectful Natalie's account, um, what you'll notice is basically there's a, it's a twofold problem. Um, she's probably overspending on some keywords and underspending mm -hmm. on others. So where she's overspending, she's just, you know, this keyword's a horrible keyword that's not relevant and not converting well and just driving up ad spend. Um, and then she's got another keyword that's performing really well, but not getting all the visibility that she could for mm -hmm. that, that she, yeah, that she could be getting for it. Um, so that's where she needs to either right. raise or decrease and, and start, you know neglecting no more and not not to beat up on neglectful Natalie too much but when you have one bid for everything uh every single bid is wrong like none none of the things are correct yeah. yes so that is Natalie mm -hmm. all right so on to our next persona we have guessing Gary uh guessing Gary is a nice guy but he when he comes to his bidding strategies he just kind of pulls these bids uh right out of thin air based on his feelings uh he doesn't really have any idea how much a keyword should be worth. Um, he just kind of, you know, it's like he's got his finger and he just kind of closes his eyes and pushes a number on his on his number pad and uh, goes with that. That's right. You know, we talk a lot about how emotion 
uh, informs perhaps too many decisions inside a PPC campaign. And, you know, what we see a lot here is somebody looking at their keywords and sort of saying, well, this has to convert. This has to do well. I mean, like, I got to leave a strong bid there because eventually that, that one's going to turn it around. Um, guessing Gary also makes a lot of decisions on very, very little data um, where, oh, I heard that I should be starting my bids at 85 cents. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, and then I'm going to like hope for that it'll, it'll eventually turn out or something like that. So a lot of sort of guessing at what the bid should be. Uh, and as we go through the three good models, guessing Gary uh, could definitely become more enlightened and, and sort of have a better grounding of, of how to set those bids and how to really think about the particular bids. But a lot of people, if they're not neglecting, they may just be guessing Gary's sort of saying, well, this should be converting well, I'll give it a strong bid or uh, this keyword I don't have much confidence in, so I'm going to bid low on it and things like that. Right. Yeah. So, and we will help uh, all the Garys out there um, figure out two different uh, bidding strategies. One for if your keyword already has a lot of data, um, so you don't have to guess anymore. You can actually just adjust mm -hmm. those bids. And then another strategy for what do you do when there's uh, either low data or no data? Um, how do you, you know, kind of pick a bid from 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 scratch and not just pull one out of your hat? That's um, right. So. Um, yeah, on to the next persona. This one's actually my, my favorite. Who's uh, uh, who's this one, Mike? This is my favorite, too. This is Wild Willie. Wild Willie comes in very Texas style, uh, ready to ride in on the charger and, and sort of just set the bids towards uh, drastic, dramatic increases, dramatic decreases, uh, just moving things really, really hard and fast. Yeah, and uh, basically what happens is they'll someone will go in and they'll see a keyword that's, um, you know, maybe a little bit over their target ACOS. And so they just, they slash their bids in half just instantly. Um, mm -hmm. And then essentially just, you know, cut all visibility to that keyword and put it in a permanent state of just always having a high ACOS because it never gets the chance to recover. Right. Um, on the flip side, sometimes they'll see a keyword that's uh, performing well, and they'll just double the bids on that, just thinking mm -hmm. that they'll get more, you know, double their revenue that way. But it doesn't, uh, doesn't work out that way, does it? That's right. Uh, you know, you, you can definitely overshoot a bid and you can undershoot a bid. Uh, again, not being not approaching this with a scientific numbers based mindset. Uh, you know, some some relationship between Wild Willie and Guessing Gary, where it's sort of based on feeling uh, where, you know, Wild Willie has some data, but then doesn't calculate how th his next move should be. He sort of just sees some data and then boom, blasts it into outer space or boom, blasts it into oblivion and then not, uh, you know, completely shutting off all the traffic mm -hmm. uh, or on the other end of the spectrum, giving it way too big of a bid and giving it too much traffic at a too expensive a cost per click. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually seen um, another uh, a competitor of ours, just a YouTube video that they had talking about bidding strategies, and they basically recommended that if an if a keyword is over, uh, or sorry, if a keyword's under your ACOS, you should increase the bid by thirty percent um, until it gets to your target ACOS, and if it goes over, decrease bids by thirty percent. And to me, thirty percent is a pretty mm -hmm. drastic uh, change, and I think mm -hmm. there's, and it doesn't seem like it's it's scientific at all. Um, that's just an arbitrary number that they think applies to every scenario. But the truth is, it depends on how far off you are from your target ACOS. Mm -hmm. um, if you're off your, by your target ACOS by a drastic amount, then you may want to 
you know, increase it by or decrease it by a big amount. But if you're only off by a little bit, uh, you want to scale your changes based with how far off the mark you are. That's something that we'll be talking about later. Right. You want to scale your changes, how far off the mark you are, as well as, you know, there's a, there's a, you can measure that. You can measure where you want to be and where you are and actually have not an arbitrary number uh, of changing your bid, but an actual mathematical literal the right answer uh, mm-hmm. of what you should be moving your bid to so you know we didn't really have this archetype um, of like arbitrary alex who's <laughs> someone who just moves their bids arbitrarily uh you know oh i'm I think gonna Albert's start a better name arbitrary, arbitrary Albert. yes you know someone who just moves their bid you know i increase it 20 20 percent no matter what or anything like that. Uh, There's definitely a measured way that you could move. Uh, And you know, it's probably better than nothing in the sense of if you do have something that's doing better than your A cost, then yeah, probably you do want to increase it. Um, But why not take the one second to figure out exactly how much you should be increasing it? Right. And one final thing that we'll see these wild willy uh, personas doing is they'll actually archive really good keywords just because the ACOS on them is higher than they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, if you were to just look at your CPCs on that keyword, it's probably just your CPCs are too high. You're, you know, it's, it's right. an overspent keyword, but it's a good keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just archive them because the ACOS is so high, when in actuality, uh, they just need to get a, a scientific bid um, for that keyword rather than archive it. All right, we're beating up on Wild Willy a lot. Let's move on to uh, two archetypes that uh, often fuse together. We've got Penny Pinching Pete and ACOS Anxious Andy. Man, those Steven, are the best names yet. <laughs> that's right. Tell us a little bit about uh, PPP, Penny Pinching <laughs> Pete. Triple P and Triple A? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so Penny Pinching Pete, you know, he's a... Uh, He's frugal and he's just, he likes to be wise with his finances. Um, but again, when it comes to Amazon advertising, rather than approaching it with a scientific mathematical mindset, uh, he just goes straight for the penny pinching strategy where he tries to get um, sales and expects to get sales with extremely low bids. We're talking bids that are um, at 10 cents or mm-hmm. sometimes less. That's um, right. And maybe it's a really competitive, you know, keyword, like he's bidding on a keyword that's something like, you know, omega-3 oil. That's a pretty crowded um, uh, niche. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he thinks at 10 cents, he's going to be pulling in all these sales when in actuality, he's not going to get any impressions except mm-hmm. for perhaps some really long tail keywords that are, uh, you know, irrelevant to what he's actually selling. That's all right. I mean, we've all gotten these emails. Somebody writes in, I'm so excited to optimize my campaigns. My target ACOS is 5%. Right. <laughs> I got my bids at $0.05. Cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, really tough. So Penny Pinching Pete n- never really realizes that bidding more strategically, not just on everything, but bidding more strategically on the terms and the targets that do convert really well, that's money well spent. You want to get more aggressive on the areas that convert well for you. And then you want to bid very low on, you know, the, the the scant long tails that are going to roll through sort of some kind of catch-all type uh, ad group. You know, that's maybe the, the spot where you bid really, really low. But in general, you do want to bid more aggressively on things that are worth it. Right. And so like you were just uh, saying, Mike, about the, the people who write in and they're targeting a 5% ACOS, that kind of speaks to the persona of ACOS anxious Andy, who mm-hmm. um, thinks that lower ACOS is always better. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there are a lot of people who, you know, we, we're talking with them on the phone about their ACOS goals. And they always, you know, so a lot of people will be like, well, of course, as low as possible, like 1% if possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing we, we have to let them know is even if you had a 1% ACOS, it's not necessarily, that's not where you're going to be most profitable. Um, you have to find the sweet spot where you're maximizing, you know, visibility and traffic on top of your actual profitability of your ad spend uh, in order to figure out, you know, what's what's the best point for, you know, really driving that bottom line. No doubt about it. And those are the four bad models. Neglectful Natalie never does anything. Guessing Gary makes his bids out of uh, thin air. Wild Willie, dramatic increases, dramatic decreases. Penny Pinching Pete and ACOS Anxious Andy. Stephen, let's move into three really good models as well as the calculations behind those three models. Alrighty, the three good models as well as three super simple calculations. Um, so I use a Mac and I know the hotkey to bring up my spotlight search and you can just type numbers in, you can type in little formulas right in there to be able to do these. So a lot of these formulas are going to be able to be done in under five seconds for any one particular bid. Um, so definitely these are simple easy to follow along calculations. So let's jump into the first good model, which is historical Henry. Uh, So tell us a little bit about historical Henry. Historical Henry, he's a man who likes to live by the books. Uh, He's he's always checking out the the charts. Uh, He loves studying performance and metrics. Um, And so one of the things that he does is he calculates, um, essentially, uh, in order to find the perfect cost per click, he first has to figure out, well, what's his his uh, you know average revenue per click? So he'll actually take a, a keyword and he'll get the revenue per click metric by um, basically taking the total sales for that keyword and dividing that by the total clicks for that keyword. And that can be over a different time frame, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Uh, basically, the, the difference in the time frame there is it's a spectrum of moving from, um, you know, a, th- a shorter time frame is a little bit more uh, immediate to the seasonality of the moment, and the ninety time ninety day time frame has a little bit more breadth to, I guess, longer term trends. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll find that revenue per click metric, and then it's such a simple calculation, Mike. But you just take your revenue per click and you multiply that by your target A cost percentage, and that's going to give you your uh, mm-hmm. your bid. Boom. So, so that's really simple. So let's say I were to generate $100 of revenue from 20 clicks. Uh, so that's how you get revenue per click. So if you generate $100 revenue from 20 clicks, that's just really simple. 100 over 20. That means in general, every time you get a click, you generate $5 of revenue. You would then take that number five and multiply it by your target A cost. Maybe your target A cost, if we keep it really simple, let's say your target A cost was 50%. What's 50% of five? boom, you have a bid that is grounded in reality based off the historic performance of that particular keyword. Mm -hmm. And just another, so I think that's probably the easiest way to, you know, really just make the calculations for any keyword. Um, Another simple trick, just since we talked about uh, Wild Willie before, um, who, you know, based on how on point or off point, or sorry, on target or off target, his ACOS is, he'll make those drastic swings. Another calculation that you can do, which will pretty, it will give you the same number. It's just a different way to do the math. Um, but if you take your your target ACOS and you divide that by your current ACOS for the for the keyword, 
Then you just multiply that by your cost per click. That'll give you the bid. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, if you're targeting 50% ACoS, your current ACoS is 100% ACoS, then that's basically going to say you should cut your CPCs in half mm-hmm. um, because you're, yeah, that's that's how far off target you are. So um, that's just another simple way to do the math. Exactly. So that is, that's quick, right? That's RPC, revenue per click, multiplied by target ACoS. Pretty straightforward. Historical Henry likes to look at what the historical performance of the keyword is, how much revenue it generates per click, and then multiply that by the target ACoS. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to expected value Evan. So expected value Evan is trying to guess what the expected value of a click will be for a product ad that has low data or no data. Uh, expected value Evan li- doesn't like to arbitrarily pick a bid to start. He likes to have it grounded somewhat based off data first. Uh, and it's a really great way to set starting bids. So let's talk a little bit about this formula. So this first Let's say the formula and then break it down piece by piece. So it's three components, expected conversion rate, sales price, and target ACoS. Uh, Stephen, what do we mean by expected conversion rate? The expected conversion rate is essentially how many clicks you think it's going to take before you get that first sale. Uh, we've we've said previously that the average conversion rate for the Amazon seller is about 9.8%. So if you have a very average Amazon account, um, then yeah, you would just, you know, for sake of simplicity, we would just round up to like 10%, um, mm-hmm. meaning it'll take about 10 clicks in order for you to get that first sale. Yep, exactly. So that's the expected conversion rate. And then next two are pretty simple. The sales price, you know, how much you're going to be selling the product for. And then of course the target ACoS represented as a decibel. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty straightforward here. You know, let's say someone was looking at their historical performance for an account, or, you know, maybe they have some idea in some other campaign that this new campaign that they launch is going to have an 8% conversion rate. If they have an 8% conversion rate on this new thing that they're bidding on, so they do, you know, 0.08 multiplied by 29.99 multiplied by maybe a 30% target a cost 0.3. So 8% multiplied by 29.99 multiplied by you know 30% ACoS, that's 72 cents. So all of a sudden expected value Evan has already factored in that if he were to get uh, 72 cent clicks at an 8% conversion rate with his $29.99 product, he would land at his 30% ACoS. So mm-hmm. that's a great way to set up predictive data on things where you don't necessarily have historical data like historical Henry does. Right. And for those who are able to kind of piece it together, um, expected value Evan is pretty similar to historical Henry in that he is using the same revenue per click metric. The way he's just figuring that out is he's basically um, figuring out how many clicks is it going to take in order to get that revenue. Um, So that's where the conversion rate times sales price gives you um, that RPC figure again. And for those folks who, uh, you know, if you're kind of struggling to wrap your mind around conversion rates, or maybe it's your very first Amazon campaign and you don't have any, uh, you know, historical conversion data yet to kind of figure out a starting point, uh, go back and check out our, one of our previous episodes where we, uh, it was the one on the, shoot, Conver- uh, cranking up conver- conversion rates was was the name of it, where we talk about how to find that even in your own business reports, if you want to find the organic data um, for conversion rates. Mm-hmm. And we've got one last good model, Anticipatory Amy. Stephen, walk us through Anticipatory Amy. So 
anticipatory Amy, um, she's really smart. Uh, she does a really good job of recognizing that, say, for example, your um, your expected conversion rate is 10%. That means after 10 clicks, you should get a sale. Now, say you have a keyword that, um, say it's gotten 15 clicks so far and hasn't gotten a sale yet. So the question is, well, you know, we're over our expected conversion rate so far. Uh, we don't know if it's going to convert yet. Um, but what we do know is that we probably shouldn't be bidding the, the same price that we were bidding when we were expecting that 10% conversion rate. The other issue that plays into effect here is, uh, you know, for, for all these situations, you can't calculate revenue per click until you get a sale. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, cause you don't have any revenue yet. So, uh, what she does is she basically, um, anticipates if my, if my, my, uh, product were to convert on the next click or on the next five clicks then what would my revenue per click be? Mm -hmm. And so she'll actually take her sales price and she'll divide that by her uh, current total clicks. And maybe she'll add five or 10 to that total clicks to basically say, you know, if I convert within the next five or 10 clicks, then what will my revenue per click be? And then she multiplies that by her target ACoS. And the way that the reason why this works so beautifully is because as clicks keep on rolling in and it doesn't convert, uh, her bid is just going to slowly get lower and lower and lower as her, you know, basically anticipated conversion rate uh, drops mm -hmm. down lower and lower and lower until it gets to the point where uh, maybe she decides after the the 30th or 40th click, it, then it's time to just archive the keyword. Exactly. So if we were to really sum up the three good models, historical Henry, who takes a look at his historic revenue per click, multiplies it by target ACoS, expected value Evan, who takes a look at his expected conversion rate, multiplied by sale price, multiplied by target ACoS to best handle the low data, no data uh, situations. And then we have anticipatory Amy, who takes a look at, well, if I were to get a conversion next, what would that perfect bid be in order to hit that target ACoS that I desire. So how would you really summarize the three good models into one sort of core thesis for good bid optimization strategy? That's a good question. I would just say they all rely on math. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they rely on, on data and it's, it's all logical and rational. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's all sort of saying, Let's get the emotion out of the way. Let's actually take a look at what the data is telling me. Uh, let's make smart, safe assumptions if we don't have any data. So, you know, if you have one campaign that converts at 8%, then potentially your new campaign, it's semi-reasonable to assume that maybe you're going to do close to 8% in that one too. So you can use that as maybe a starting uh, jumping off board for a completely brand new keyword. Uh, same thing with anticipatory Amy. You know, it's anticipating. It's saying, hey, this is my target ACoS. This is what I want to hit. Um, I haven't converted yet. Um, so how do I need to adjust my bids as I, as I you know, go into click 11, 12, 13 without a sale. So you can you can approximate what these bids should be with simple, quick math. So definitely learn, learn the hotkey for your computer's uh, like calculator function, and you can blast through a lot of these calculations relatively fast. Absolutely. And I think once you guys start implementing these bidding strategies, uh, you'll see a, a drastic increase in the actual performance of your keywords. Um, you'll see yourself get a lot closer to your target ACoS goals. And I think you'll be just, you know, really stoked about what happens. And that 
is how to make your bids on Amazon advertising a bit more scientific. Uh, just some quick reminders. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail at badger.com slash voicemail. Uh, we've had some really great people write in, call in about some new topics they'd love us to cover. Uh, or you can dial in at 833-BADGERS with a Z. And that is it for episode 38. And go out there, optimize your bids, let us know how it goes, and let us know if you have any questions on it. See you guys next time.